clock has hit zero, and this one is in the books. It's time for Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now let's join your host, Jason Shepard. BYU fans, enjoy this. You deserve this, and the BYU football team deserves this victory. Welcome into Cougar Post Game Live. The BYU Cougars getting the victory 29-26 in double overtime over the Tennessee Volunteers. What an absolutely fantastic comeback victory for the BYU Cougars. And guess what, fans? When the Cougars win, you win with Papa John's Pizza. Use the online promo code BYU50. That's BYU50 at PapaJohns.com this coming Monday and Tuesday. And you're going to receive 50% off pizza. This offer is good at any Utah location. We have got so much for you on the post game. We're going to get you back to Neyland Stadium coming up in just a little bit. We're going to let you hear from players. We're going to let you hear from coaches. Obviously, a celebration at Neyland Stadium as BYU comes from behind to get the win. There's so many reasons why BYU shouldn't have won this game, but they never quit. Even when things were not working well, when the offense was stalling, when the defense gave up uh, maybe a, a longer third play, third down play than what they wanted, the team never stopped. And I gave out four MVPs on this. I, I tweeted this out just a few minutes ago. Micah Simon, brilliant. Seven catches, 127 yards, none bigger than obviously that one as time was expiring in regulation. A fantastic throw from Zach Wilson. Also gave it one to Tyson Williams. 17 carries, 92 yards, oh so close to 100 yards. Two touchdowns, including the game-winning touchdown where he would not quit. Also, how about Austin Lee? Defensively, he was brilliant tonight. Austin Lee was one of my MVPs, and hey, Jake the Make, Jake Oldroyd, the guy was perfect with the field goals. A, a Just an unbelievable night for BYU football. Taking some of your tweets as well. This one made me laugh. This one in uh, from Soup Campbell says, Great win. I'm pretty sure I injured myself celebrating, though, and I'm expecting my neighbors to file a noise complaint. Hey, let's, let's be honest. If they can't handle you celebrating a win like that, it's time to move, clearly. Let's uh, take a quick break. We'll come back. If there's an opportunity to get to some, uh, some audio from players and coaches, we'll do that. Uh, otherwise, we'll go through a couple of quick scores. Uh, BYU gets the win in double overtime over Tennessee. Final score 29-26. The Cougars now 1-1, one and one, hosting USC next week. We'll have more Cougar Post Game Live next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to your host, Jason Shepard. BYU gets the win 29-26 in double overtime. Let's go back to Neyland Stadium. Head coach of the Cougars, Kalani Sataki, addressing the media. Oh, I guess not yet. I thought we had him uh, already. Let's, uh, let's quickly update you on uh, some games going on right now. We'll hopefully get to Kalani soon. Uh, Utah State, by the way, in action right now. They're having no problem at home in Logan over Stony Brook. 62-7 is the score in favor of the Aggies. Uh, other top 25 action. Number 6, LSU leading at number 9, Texas. It's 37-28 
in favor of the Tigers. Uh, coming up uh, in just uh, a little bit, uh, it's been delayed in Washington, number 14 Washington, hosting California. I'm not sure why it's been delayed. I'm, I'm assuming possibly weather, but I, I have no information on that. Game is just delayed. Uh, and first quarter action at USC. Don't forget Trojans coming into Provo next week. Number 23 Stanford has a 7-3 lead over the USC Trojans. Listen to this score. This is a final for you. How about this? Number 16, Oregon, on top of Nevada by a final of 77 to 6. Taking some of your uh, tweets on social media, you can tweet me at JSN Shep. This one coming in from Lady Lobo says The dominant O line we heard about preseason showed their impact when it counted tonight. And that's something that early on, the offensive and defensive lines for Tennessee. They were dominating the line of scrimmage, and that changed as the game went on. All right, let's head back out to Neyland Stadium and uh, listen in on Kalani Satake. That it took all, you know, all, uh, all three phases to make this work, and uh, just proud of our guys and how resilient they were in this game. So, I'll take any questions you guys have for me. What did you see on Simon's pass? Well, I think it was it might have been a broken coverage, or because uh, you know, we protected for quite a while, and. and um, I don't know just uh, they, they really did a good job of taking away a lot of the deep throws um, throughout the game, and uh, I think Zach just was able to make a throw and trust that Michael would be there, and I think it worked out. You know, and, um, I'm just glad that they tackled us as early as they did, so we can kick the field goal and, and uh, get this game into overtime. So I don't know if, uh, how close he was to scoring the entire thing, but uh, just glad that we were able to get that play done. I like watching Jake come up there. It's been really solid for you all season, but that's a big kick in a pressure environment. Everybody going crazy. Yeah, just, just he's been in that situation before, but he's he's so mentally strong. It's um, you know I, I think that just we trusted him to be on the field. And there's a time that we could have gone for uh, gone for it. We're close in the red zone or so, and on the other side, of the, um, you know, we're on the other side of the, of the fifty and. We just felt like if we kicked the field goal, that would get us closer. And, and depending on how we can, if we can stop them on a four-minute situation when they're trying to grind the clock, um, we knew that we'd have to call on him again to make a field goal. Kalani, what was running through your mind on that touchdown run from Well, I mean, it, it was one of those things where I was like, okay, great, they're going to review this and say that it's not a touchdown. But then I saw the refs running off, so, and they told us that it's going to be confirmed. And I was just proud of those guys. I, I think that was a great way to end the game. Have Tyson, um, you know, he's been came from the SEC and and uh, he's been here before, and so I think it was just nice to have him do that with the O line. It looked like a big old scrum play, you know, from uh, from the offense, and uh, I thought that was uh, pretty aggressive for our offense to call the reverse, you know, early and on that on that overtime drive. And but uh, I just like the fact that our guys executed well. I think the key for us was taking care of the football. You know, and, and um, we had some mishaps. I think the crowd noise got to us, and we were able to practice with the noise in, in, in our indoor. But it wasn't anything like what we could, what you get out here in Neyland. I mean, it was this just a different feel, and you couldn't hear anything. And so they were able to, with the crowd, able to, um, you know, have an effect on us. Luckily, we were able to jump on the ball. But other than that, I think we, we were able to rally back and kind of settle down a little bit and um, and execute some plays. I mean, you have to give them a lot of credit. I thought their defensive game plan was really. Smart and they were aggressive at some points, and they they uh, you know they were uh, able to run the ball on offense. It's something that we have to be able to control. But um, you know we we were our run fits weren't fit, weren't doing well, and they were making some good blocks on us too. But I think we made it a little easier on them. But um, and then the running back broke some tackles, and that that was it's just hard to play um, 
you know, to play error-free against these guys with the athleticism and the size that they have. And uh, I just I think we're fortunate to come out with the win. What was the message to Zach to do what he did after not a real great regulation? What was that? What enabled Zach to kind of get it together there and you know, I think it got a little quiet for him. I mean, to be honest with you, it wasn't as, um, you know, we, I think he was able to set up down a little bit, and, and um, I don't know, it just, it just seemed like he was a little bit more under control and more poised, you know, and uh, I think it just troubled, I think, I think for him, just trusting the line to block for him. Um, it's hard when, when they're coming at you. They had some really good um, pressure packages, too, so, um, but I, I just, I'm just thankful that we were able to keep him balanced and run the ball a little bit. We didn't run the ball very well in the first half, and the second half we established some type of run game to keep them guessing a little bit, and, and, and uh, so they weren't just focused on just coming after us in the pass rush or blitz package. For how well they ran the ball, coach? It seemed like late in the game things clicked or something. What was the difference there with the with the front seven or eight that you guys were able to penetrate the offensive line and, and meet those guys at the line or behind the line? Well, I mean, we we used a bunch of different guys to keep fresh, you know, and um, I think. Uh, they were able to really grind us in the run game and block us. And, and it wasn't just the tight ends and the whole line. The, the receivers are doing a good job of blocking on the line of scrimmage. Um, and they did a lot of things to, to keep us, um, you know, off balance. I thought they were able to uh, use some of the, the quick pass game. Um, it was, it got to the point where we felt like we were just going to make it really hard on them to score. And, and defensively, I just thought our guys played really well. It wasn't like we were being over aggressive. We we're just making them earn everything, you know. And, um, looking at, at what we did on, on the defensive side, I'm glad we were able to get those stops and uh, our guys just keep playing, man. I, I consider those stops as, as a turnovers, you know. It was frustrating after the first touchdown because, like, man, we fourth down, we tipped the pass and they caught it. Um, but, you know, we had a good talk with Kavika. He was right there in, in this position and he got the pick in the second half. So uh, we just keep plugging away and, and, um, and stay positive. And, you know, in, in the overtime period, our guys are having fun, man. Our guys are smiling and having a good time and enjoying the game, and that's what it's all about. What's the significance of this win for your program? Oh, it's just huge. I mean, I, I, we, we obviously look at the schedule, and we, we know games that we want to win and want to perform well. I don't think our guys are really proud of what they did last week, but we talked about getting over that feeling. The best way to do it is to play the next week and prepare for it. And You know, we um, came in Friday last week and started working on Tennessee, and Got a good jump start on it, and I'm glad that we, our guys came with a, a sound mind and getting ready for the game, and they're aggressive and in, in uh, preparing for it. So um, our players, like, our coaches and our players worked extremely hard. I was really pleased with how our coaches put the game plan together in all three phases and how our guys executed. We talked a little bit about that last week to execute better and, and minimize the mistakes. It wasn't an error-free game. We made tons of mistakes still, but uh, when you have guys that just work hard and their effort is all there, you can still build. We can still build on that. and. and uh, Find ways to make plays in the second half, and then, and you know, afterwards, even when we weren't doing so well at the beginning. Ironically, uh, Simon was listed as a game time starter. Is there going to be him or Romney? Why did you go with Simon? I think the guys just rotated quite a bit to stay fresh, and uh, I think it was just his time to be on in the, on the play. You know, and, um, a lot of the guys rotated, and our, our offensive coaching staff did a great job keeping guys fresh and, and playing a lot of different bodies. So you saw you saw Tyson, but you also saw Lopini play. You saw him, um, Soup run the ball too. So, yeah. Coach Jeremy Pruitt in his press conference just now said you guys willed yourself at the end yeah. to win that game, and that push was, was as crazy of a push he's ever seen. 
Talk about the will, part, the willing your team at the end there, and how much different it felt then versus other parts of the game. Well, we have great kids, and it's their parents that raised them the way that they are. I am fortunate to be their coach because they come with this resilient attitude to work hard. Uh, they get over losses really quickly because they want to learn, and they get over wins really quickly. We're going to have fun with this on the flight, but um, we're going to get back to work, you know. And uh, I, it's, I wish I could take credit for it, but these guys have great families and upbringing, and those that, have, that don't have the same family uh, environment, they found it in our, in our team because our players, the big brothers like Micah and others, were there to really um, take care of them and, and nurture them in a football environment and, and be part of the family. So it's, it's uh, these guys, they, they deserve it. The players deserve it, and I'm glad the coaches and myself were able to benefit from it. How satisfying was it in the second half to see guys like Kyrus, JJ, getting that push-up run and starting to close their will? Yeah, you started to feel like they were getting stronger and stronger, and this is what we worked all hard. You know, we worked all offseason. Everybody does that, but... Um, just like our guys' mentality, they're they're tired, but they're having fun, man. They're just playing the game, and, and it was it was cool just to have these guys smiling and enjoying it. And even times where it was really stressful, their guys are just having a good time. I mean, we we had to make some big plays to win, but I, I just I'm thankful that I have guys that, that are resilient and love playing the game, and they're great representatives of their families on the field. Yeah, Oh, we're one and one. We just we got to get ready for USC next week and, and uh, get them at home. So um, our guys are excited to go get a home win and, and uh, prep for that game. So this is it's it's the season, you know. Um, we've had big games and big wins before and haven't really learned from it. I, I think the best thing that came out of this is we came up pretty healthy. Um, and so we, that's the key. Last week we came out of that game pretty healthy and our guys are conditioning and they're, them taking care of their bodies is starting to really pay off in, in the health of our team. I'll put you on the spot in the room, but how important has Micah been the last two years? Micah knows I love him. I love him. He's been an amazing leader for this team. He and the other guys, you know, we, we uh, um, gave them a lot of ownership and, and a lot of decision making and in, 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 in getting this program going. And the culture is thriving right now because of these players and how much they bought into their purpose here at BYU. And uh, just an honor for me to coach these guys and guys like Micah. Dance, but he knows that. Micah knows it. I didn't dance very well. My ankle's kind of busted up right now, but it's worth it. Yeah. You talk about living in the moment. How how do you let yourself enjoy these moments when you know you're out there singing with the guys or dancing in the locker room? Well, I'm gonna have fun with it. I mean, I I possibly hurt my ankle, but I don't even care about that. It's just like I'm not trying to fish for toughness compliments or anything. No, I just I just felt like. Uh, yeah, this is, <laughs> but I mean, we're, listen, we're, this is football. I want these guys to have fun with it. We're going to enjoy it. But, um, you know, soon we're going to have to just learn from the mistakes and move on to the next week. And, and we've been in a position where we've won and hadn't been able to capitalize on it. A lot of it had to do with health. Uh, speaking about last year with the Wisconsin win, you know, so this year with this Tennessee win, this is something that we've got to be able to work on and, and make sure that we're ready for the rest of the season, but specifically the, the home game against USC. Thank you, Coach. Okay, thanks, guys. All right, that's the head coach of the BYU Cougars, Kalani Satake. Obviously very pleased after his team gets the 29-26 win over the Tennessee Volunteers on the road in double overtime. Congratulations to Kalani Satake, his entire coaching staff, and this BYU football team. We'll take a quick break, come back and wrap things up from Provo, and then we'll get you back out to Neyland Stadium for the guys with more postgame for you. It's all coming up next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
Let's rejoin Jason Shepard for more Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. All right, we're going to wrap things up here from our BYU Radio Studios in Provo. BYU gets the win 29-26 in double overtime, rallying for the victory. BYU now 1-1 one one on the season. They will return home to Lavelle Edwards Stadium next Saturday and will host the USC Trojans. In case you were wondering right now, USC trailing at home. Stanford leading 14-3 in the second quarter. That's going to do it for Cougar Post Game Live. Your final score, 29-26, BYU in double overtime. Cougar Locker Room Show coming your way next from Neyland Stadium in Knoxville, Tennessee. This is BYU Football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to post-game coverage of BYU Football. On the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our coverage continues with the Cougar Locker Room Show. Cougar Locker Room Show is brought to you by Utah Community Credit Union. Get more house, same payment at UCCU. It's what we do. Let's head live to the Mo Betta's broadcast booth and join Riley Nelson, along with the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Back here at Neyland Stadium, Knoxville, Tennessee. BYU's an overtime winner, a double overtime winner by a score of 29-26. to 26. Let's head down to the Cougar locker room area where Micah Simon is still chatting with reporters. On the bus, just, you know, looking at my phone on the way here for the last last couple minutes, and uh, I was already seeing things on Twitter and Instagram about a lot of BYU fans tailgating, and that was just kind of crazy to me to see so many, so many fans already out tailgating, and then... Once we got into the stadium, they were already there, and uh, that's the type of support that we love, and uh, we appreciate Cougar Nation. What's early in the season? What can a win like this do for this team? Uh, it just gives us a lot of confidence, um, a lot of momentum to continue into uh, continue to the next week. You know, it's it's one week at a time, one game at a time. So we're gonna enjoy it. To, you know, tonight, this weekend, and then uh, Monday, it's on to USC. Depth chart, you weren't even listed as a for sure starter. Did you come into this game? Thinking you had something to prove? Uh, no, I didn't. Um, you know, I, my my teammates uh, and coaches always had my back and always, you know, knew of my abilities to make plays on the field. So I, I didn't have to really prove anything to, to anyone. You know, this this is a team game, team effort, and uh, uh, you know, all all guys that that traveled were a part of this win, and guys that are that are still back home in Provo. You know, all the guys that have been training with us and uh, giving us a great look with scout teams. You know, this this is a complete program win. You know, we, we couldn't do it without without those guys. Last question. Uh, what does it mean to play this game, to win a game here in this venue? It means a lot. You know, these are these are things you dream of, uh, you know, as, as a kid, of wanting to, to play in great stadiums like this, play against great teams. Um, you know, it's one thing I love about, you know, just – about uh, us being independent and being able to travel all across the country to play great teams. So it uh, means a lot, and I'm uh, just excited for this opportunity. And, uh, you know, we took the, we took advantage of it. Uh, Tyson set up the game. You guys are roommates. How important has he been in addition to this game? He's been great, man. I, I love Tyson. Uh, you know, I hosted him on his visit here. Um, and then whenever he was able to come, when he committed and was able to come in the summer, you know, I – kind of worked out perfectly all my other friends were getting married so that I lived with so so uh I needed a roommate and it, and it worked out with with Ty and it's, it's been great to have him uh, on this team and to make a difference thanks Micah yes sir Appreciate all right you that is a Micah Simon career highs and catches seven yards 127 and long reception 64 yards let's stay with it here in Knoxville Jake Oldroyd who had the 
We'll take a break. We'll come back here from Jake Old right after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Locker Room Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Jake Oldroyd, 8 of 9 on his career field goals at BYU, and the only miss was a 50-yard-plus block. He's been good when you can make him, and he made one tonight. And Jake Oldroyd just wrapped up with reporters down at the Cougar Locker Room area, so we will not hear from Jake at this moment. Maybe we'll hear from him as we continue with our post-game coverage. Let's head down to Mitch Jurgens and see what's happening at the Cougar Locker Room area right now. BYU's a 29-26 winner in double overtime. Hey, Greg, this is Mitchell. Jake Oldred just finished at the podium, um, waiting to see who's going to be next, and I'll, I'll keep you posted. All right, so we'll uh, stay with it as uh, Mitchell Jurgens tells us who's coming up following uh, Jake Oldred. Jake uh, had brief comments to the uh, assembled media. So PATs, I think he's 4 for 4, and field goals is 8 for 9 as a BYU Cougar. And, again, the one miss was, I mean, again, you're not going to call that really a miss, are you? It was, it was blocked. It was 50-plus against UCLA as a freshman. Uh, he was perfect tonight. He's been perfect this season, and he gets BYU into OT. Again, think of everything building up to that. You don't make that kick, and as valiant as the effort was, well, you, you're going to go home 0-2, and it was close. But, no, he makes it, and then you get the job done in double overtime. Just a perfect way to end it. Yeah, and, you know, we missed his window at the podium because he's a man of few words, and that's really a sign of a kicker. You don't want your kicker thinking a lot. You don't want your kicker talking a lot. You just want a guy who's got ice in his veins, trots out there, and does his job. And that's what Jake Oldroyd has proven that he is for BYU since, you know, ever since he stepped on the field as a freshman and drilled one down the middle to beat Arizona. Did it again here tonight in Tennessee. He's a special player. BYU's lucky to have him. He's an asset. It's been a, a long time, at least in recent memory for BYU. The the kicking game has been somewhat unstable, but he's proven to be that stable rock that this team can use in games like this to keep hanging around, hanging around, hanging around, come up big to tie up the game, and then, you know, Tyson Williams takes care of the rest. He's still Jake the Make. Keeps doing it. Uh, we'll take a break as we tell you that title and escrow can be complicated. With over 50 years' experience in Utah, Provo Land Title has the expertise to navigate your buying, selling, or building project. Provo Land Title, making the complicated easier. More of the Cougar Locker Room Show next here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Locker Room Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Back out of the Cougar Locker Room and Tyson Williams talking to media. Uh, Really just uh, without my family, I wouldn't be here just because they supported me through a lot of times where, you know, I said I've been to three different schools and uh, each and every situation, my family's going to be there to support me each, each and every step of the way. Uh, they never lost faith, so I, I never lost faith. What was the mood of the team back up? The mood was we, we held them to a field goal, so we needed to score. You know, put this, the game was in our hands, so, so we just wanted to take control of it and, and put, a, put an end to the game. I saw last year these guys beat Wisconsin, and then they kind of came home and didn't play so well. Mm-hmm. As a senior, what can you tell them to kind of Stay on that kind of even um, like I said, I mean, you definitely do want to enjoy it. You want to enjoy it, but um, like I said, you know, after today, you want to get you want to lock down and, and get focused on USC. That's a great team we have coming in. 
Um, and like I said, you just want to be able to protect LaBelle's house. So uh, we look forward to next week's challenges and, and look forward to, to trying to get a victory. I think the last time you played here, the game also went down to the last yeah, play. Which one yeah, it did. was more dramatic, one yard short of the one yard you got? I'm going to have to go with the one today. I'm going to have to go with the one today. But, um, yeah, like I said, I mean, uh, shout out to Tennessee. I mean, they always, always has been a good game against those guys. But um, just been fortunate enough to come out on the, on, on the right side. So um, that's always been fun. What was running through your mind, Tyson, on that big pass play at Micah uh, at the end of the fourth quarter? Yeah, so Mike is my roommate. So we're going to have a lot of stories to talk about these next couple of days. But um, I was just happy to see him make that play because, um, yeah, just the, the odds were, were stacked against us. He made a play. Um, I was hoping he scored, but like I say he got us in great position to, to get a field goal and send a game into overtime. Do you live in the dorms or is it an off-field apartment that you're in? Yeah, yeah, it's, a, it's an, it's an off-campus um, off apartment. I'm a, I'm a fifth-year senior, so I should be off-campus <laughs> at this time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like your first ever road game with BYU. You've seen that many fans. Um, yeah, so I mean, pretty much I heard about it, just like the BYU fans travel. And um, it's not like just being able to see it for yourself, you know, in the SEC territory. And, um, and just th- throughout the game, I just remember hearing them, um, they're being, them being loud and sometimes louder than the fans, uh, Tennessee's fans. So um, I said, I just shout out to, to the, all the BYU fans. A winning touchdown run like you made with players great strength. What's your, uh, what is your favorite or your, the uh, weight room accomplishment that you're most proud of? Uh, I re- yeah, I would just attribute it to Coach Justin and Coach New. Those guys, I mean, they live pretty hard during the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, that's kind of why I did what I did, you know, because, uh, you know, it's hard, you know, sometimes going out to practice because we live going out to practice. So it's just sometimes hard, but I feel like in game time situations, in a situation like that, that, it just, that allows you to uh, prevail. Okay, thanks. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, to Tyson Williams. Tyson tonight, 17 carries, 92 yards, and two touchdowns. We understand that Zach Wilson will be next to speak to reporters in the Cougar locker room area. So I think we'll hang here until we hear from Zach and then take our next break and then more to come. Uh, 92,475, by the way, official crowd tonight. Zach Wilson speaking to the press down at the Cougar locker room. Reads all your decision-making and what coverage they're in kind of all goes out the window. It's kind of like, you know, what? where can I extend the play? I just, I just remember seeing everybody dropping and bailing and <clears throat> safety to my left started, started uh, or safety down the middle to my right. So the boundary started taking off to the field, and I remember thinking, okay, I've got a one-on-one matchup with Micah to the boundary. Um, you know, sometimes the corner starts to fall off, and, and, and right as I looked over there, I saw the corner uh, start to let, let Micah go about 10 to 15 yards down the field, and I just remember thinking to myself, like, what is that dude doing? Why is he, why is he just letting him go? Like, someone has to be over the top, and, you know, so I tried to, I threw it out there, and Micah made a heck of a catch and made a good move on that guy. We got down there, and, you know, I'm so proud of the the O-line and that, that tough cir- circumstance and the wide receivers to, to be able to, you know, focus up on uh, when, when, when times are critical like that. I mean, so much is going on in your head and trying to pay attention to the clock or, you know, we had no timeouts and I just got tackled in bounds and we're trying to get set quick and, you know, you really got to make a call at the line fast. And so I'm proud of those guys for just, you know, sitting in there and, 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 just, and just focusing up on, on what we had going on. Is there any part of you wondering if you might be get down? No, I hadn't. It, it, honestly, I mean, I from where I was standing, I was like, shoot, he looks like he's going to score. I couldn't see if anyone was around him. I figured when he cut back that um, that someone probably was going to get there, but Mike is a fast dude, and so I was, I was pumped how far down the field he got. I remember looking at the clock and thinking, 
okay, we got a little bit of time, and so we got to go down there, we got to clock it, we got to you know get the field goal going, and so um, I thought we got a pretty good job of uh, situational awareness right there, and I'm just glad like we made a play, man, in, in a tough circumstance where a play honestly shouldn't be made. Any other questions for Zach? Touchdown. <laughs> huge, man. Huge, man. I mean, you know, based on numbers-wise, I probably should have thrown the ball, but, uh, you know, looking at it, I was like, you know what? We got the momentum on our side. This dude's running the ball hard. The old line's, you know, creating a good push, and so I was like, you know what? We, 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 we got down here with a good little trick play, first play, and Tyson made a guy miss on the second one, and so I was like, you know what? Let's give it to him. See what he can do, and, and we had, we just had a good push, man. He stayed on his feet. He was working through, making making guys miss tackles, and the old line was just right there, keeping him up and pushing him all the way through. I was just so happy to see that. Is it true RPO on that Yeah. Call Yeah, yeah, yeah. What does it say about this team to bounce back from last week's tough loss and win here on the road? Yeah, it was huge, man. Um, you know, I wish we could have just figured it out earlier. I know uh, we had a lot of stalled drives, stuff like that. You know, that always goes back, but. You know, a win's a win. I'm happy uh, we got that done. Um, I think that's huge that we were able to bounce back. I think it was just that 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 fighting through adversity there at the end. I know a lot of guys were weren't going to quit, man. I mean, um, heading into that that last two minute drive, I remember sitting there and guys were smiling on the sideline. I was smiling, and I'm just like, you know what? Shoot, why be nervous? Let's just go do it, man. Like we got nothing to lose. Like let's just go figure it out. And so, you know, I'm so happy those guys just had that fight all the way down to the last second. Yeah, I mean, it gives us that confidence, and you know, even though I think we should have done better on offense at times and moved the ball well, had some critical things that stopped us on third downs. I think it just gives us that confidence that we, you know, we can be a really good team and we have a lot of potential. It's still cleaning up those little things, man. So, um, you know, we have that confidence going into next week. We're excited for USC. Hey, last question for him. And then I could have one defensive player. You guys needed their help because the offense was struggling at times. Yeah, it was huge, man. I mean, they were battling all the way to the end. Um, they were out there. I'm sure they were tired. There was a lot of long drives, and um, Tennessee was chipping away. Um, those guys just kept battling, man. I mean, especially in the, that second overtime when they held them to a field goal. I just knew. I was like, you know what? That's all we needed right there was to hold them to a field goal. Like we're gonna we're gonna get the ball in the end zone right here. And so, uh, you know, I'm so happy those guys just kept fighting it. Thanks, Zach. <coughs> All right, Zach Wilson, we'll take a break. We'll come back more from the locker room as the Cougar Locker Room Show continues here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Locker Room Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. In front of the fifth largest crowd ever to see BYU play a game of football. The Cougars win this game in overtime, double overtime, 29-26. to 26. And joining us from the Cougar Locker Room area on the Cougar Locker Room show, quarterback Zach Wilson. Zach tonight, 19 for 29, 232 and a touchdown. The long play on the night, 64 yards to Micah Simon to keep hope alive. And BYU took that hope all the way into double overtime for the W. Hello, Zach. Hey, how you doing? Very well. How you doing tonight? Good. I'm good. Yeah, this was something else, man. I mean, everything from the number of fans BYU had to the way the game ended to the pile pushing to the celebrations, this was one to remember. Yeah, it was, man. I mean, so many, so many plays that could have gone one way or the other. I mean, you know, we get it down there and we have a, you know, a great play uh, 
a long play to, to give us hope, and then, you know, our kicker comes through in a critical situation, and then, you know, the defense makes plays. We're able to get on offense and score again. I mean, so many plays that, you know, we came up and, and made plays in critical times. And this game is 13-3, to Tennessee, at halftime. Your thoughts and, and your belief coming out of the locker room to start the third quarter? Yeah, I mean, we had some, we had some uh, difficulties in the first half with, you know, our cadence and it being so loud, man. I mean, I couldn't even hear myself clapping, and uh, the old line was having a hard time hearing me clap. So we were trying to, you know, get that, that solution figured out. It was stalling a couple of our drives and then a couple plays that, you know, we just didn't do well on. And so uh, we still had that confidence in the second half. You know what, we can make a play. Now that we got this solution fixed and we're not hurting ourselves anymore, like, Let's get the offense going. Let's, let's start moving the ball on these guys. Let's make a play. Zach, one of the things that I think uh, really was a highlight and put you guys in position to win the game was <coughs> your clean play that got you to that final play and the exciting field goal and all that stuff. And I look at the stat sheet. You're an athletic guy. you got good legs. Uh, but you took four sacks tonight, which I'm actually really impressed and proud of. You lived to play another day. How much emphasis was placed on this week of – you know, living to play another day, let's hang, hang around, let's play clean and give ourselves a chance at the end, which ended up, you know, paying off for us t- tonight. Yeah, I think that's a huge uh, aspect. I mean, last week, you know, I thought there was good plays at times where I forced them, and I think it was a good time to force them, and, we, you know, we came away big. And then there was times last week where I made, I made mistakes trying to be too greedy to do something I shouldn't have done. And so um, today that was the goal, you know what, taking, the, taking what the defense is going to give me. You know, there was a third and long, I remember sometimes where – you know what, we had a play down the field, but they just weren't giving it to us. So I just took my easy hitch, and I, I tried to give them a chance to run, and we just took the field goal. Um, and so that's, that's something you're learning as you're, as you're getting older and you're maturing and you're going through each game. Is, and, and that's something, you know, the coaches have had made clear to me is, you know what, the big plays are going to come like they have. Um, but just, just, just making the best play you can make every play. And so it was a, it was a good lesson, and, uh, and I'm, I'm glad I've had that uh, situation. Zach, your career is just getting going still. Micah Simon is entering his last season as a player, and he's already having a good year for you. Whether it's third down or big plays like it is to end the night tonight, you've looked his way, he's responded. Just a thought or two about about the kind of leader and player, teammate and receiver Micah Simon is right now as a senior. Yeah, I'm so proud of him, man. I mean, that dude's dude's been through a lot here at his time at BYU. Um, He's battled through, you know, a lot of uh, adversity of, like, not being being able to play and – you know, having other guys come through, switching positions, having a red shirt when he was early on. And, um, you know, it was tough on him, but that dude never quit, man. He had that leadership um, through the receiver room and on the team. He's always there to rally guys together. He's always got that belief. I mean, every time we are uh, going through some uh, hard time, he's always coming coming up to me like, you know what, man, we got this. Like, he's really uh, letting me know, and I really have faith in him, and he's got faith in me and, and the rest of the team that we're going to get things done. And so I'm happy that he was able to come up big in this game and, especially down in the stretch, and I, I was so proud of him that he was able to make a play for us, and uh, he's a heck of a player, man. Last thing for you, Zach, it's a long year, but, man, one-on-one feels good, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, man. I mean, I would love to be 2-0, and but uh, we got to move on to this next week. we got a couple good opponents left, um, and the rest, of our, the rest of our schedule, man, is so great, but uh, we got a good one coming up again this week, and we got to redial up. Um, enjoy it while it's here, but uh, once tomorrow comes, we just got to get back on that film and get ready to play next week. Great work tonight. Congrats to you and all the guys. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. All right, that is Zach Wilson. Let's stay right down there. We're going to put the headset, I think, uh, or the microphone right to uh, Tyson Williams. Tyson's got a ton of folks here. He's got to run, but we get a quicker word or two with him. We'll be really happy, so um, we'll find out when we have Tyson Williams joining us from the Cougar locker room area. Uh, Tyson, 
Another good day for BYU. Great night for BYU. Tyson, you with us? Yes, sir. Great. Good to speak with you. My name is Greg Grubel and Riley Nelson, former BYU quarterback up here. And uh, first of all, we may as well start with the last play. Have you been a part of that kind of play before where the pile's pushing and you're driving and so much is on the line at that moment? <laughs> no, I don't think I've been a part of anything like that. I was just, uh, just attributed to my line. They always... Uh, I mean, they make things easy for me. And in situations like that, they're always willing to, uh, to get the extra push to try to get me in the end zone. Tyson, what was your mental approach? Early on in the game, their defensive front was not giving you, you know, a lot of space or, mm-hmm. or at least clear lanes yeah. for your, to let your vision work. So mm-hmm. what kind of mindset do you take um, in a first half like that that obviously you, you were doing something right because you were so extra productive in the second half? Yeah, I mean, really I was just, uh, I mean, Tennessee, they had a good group. Um, they had some, some guys on defense, but uh, just talking to Coach Stewart, um, he was just, you know, telling me, you know, just to be more decisive and, you know, whatever you see, you know, uh, just just take it, you know. So in the second half, I was just trying to do more of that and um, just listening to him, and I just felt like I had uh, more success in the second half. How did it feel to be back in the SEC and back on the checkerboard with a different team? Uh, it felt good. I mean, it felt good. Anytime you step out the, the checkerboard field, you want to step off with a win. So every, every time I've been able to do that. <laughs> so you have played two games as a BYU Cougar. Yes, sir. If, if, not that it's going to end today, but if you had to say, well, I got two great games with BYU, what kind of impression does tonight's crowd here in Neyland leave you knowing you saw so much blue out there tonight? Yeah, I just, I just appreciate the fans because, you know, even though we had a, a, a rough game last week, you know, they still came out to support us. You know, in SEC territory, so uh, you know that's just that's that's all the fans and and them you know wanting to come out and support us and spend spend their hard earned money. So I just want to say thank you to those guys. Tyson, I want to. Uh, you got a big. Obviously, you're closer to home uh, out here. I know you got a big crew supporting you. Tell us a little bit about all the family and friends that came out to support you because BYU, the fan base really is a, a family. People bring their kids out. You know, a lot of BYU fans have big families five, six, seven people. Yeah. How many people you got, and who are some special ones you want to give a shout out to? Oh, man. Uh, first of all, my mother um, wouldn't be here definitely without her. Um, my uncle, my granddad, my auntie, uh, my brothers, uh, my godparents, best friends, um, little cousins, and that's pretty much. I think that's pretty much everybody right there. But I mean, just like I said, through, through it all, they've, they've always been there to support me. So um, I wouldn't be able to to do what I did tonight without them. So how many tickets do you have to produce for all those people? Uh, I think it was like. Um, probably like 15 or 16, if I'm not mistaken. Well done. That's not always easy. So good job lobbying your teammates to yes, get sir. some there. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate those guys <laughs> not uh, not being selfish. And yeah. is, everyone, is everyone still hanging out for you? Yeah, they're still waiting on me right now. Okay, we're gonna go let you enjoy enjoy your family and enjoy the moment tonight. Wonderfully done. Thanks, Tyson. Yes, sir. Thank y'all. All right, that is Tyson Williams. We are back with more from Knoxville after this on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. Postgame coverage of BYU football continues with the Cougar Postgame Coaches Show, brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Back at Neyland Stadium, Knoxville, Tennessee, BYU is a double overtime winner over Tennessee by a score of 29 to 26. 
It is time for the Mountain America Field Goal Recap. For each field goal BYU makes, Mountain America donates $500 to the American Red Cross. And coming into tonight, uh, Mountain America had donated $1,000 on two field goals last week. And tonight it was Jake Oldroyd from 31, 42, and 33, the 33-yarder. Puts the game into overtime with one second remaining regulation. That's three more field goals, $1,500 more courtesy of Mountain America Credit Union guiding you forward. Thanks to Mountain America and thanks to Jake the Make, Jake Oldroyd. Really remarkable story in that he comes in as a freshman nobody knew. Literally, like on the flight to Arizona, nobody knew the guy still for his, for his, for his career opener. Hits the game-winning field goal there. It goes two for two against Utah in a loss. The next game, UCLA... Uh, Ends his freshman season, he gets hurt, and then goes on a mission, and comes back, and he's been perfect since his return. And tonight, not a game winner, but a game tire. The one thing we know is that he's got some nerves. He is solid. No question he does. And, uh, you know, we've been talking a lot about his place kicking. I do want to point out four punts for 201 yards, average of over 50 yards. That was big time in the field position game. So he delivered on both ends of, the, of his responsibilities. And last week his punts went for an average of a 49 yards. And, by the way, BYU's field position average tonight was its own 37. Tennessee's was its own 31. And so there you go. It's an average starting field position game, and the margin when it's positive, BYU's now won 11 straight games when they're just positive in the field position margin. Kalani Sitake said it would be a factor before the game, and it was a factor during the game. And Kalani Sitake, head coach of the BYU Cougars, now joins us from the Cougar locker room area after a fun last hour or 90 minutes or so, whatever it's been. Kalani, congrats to you and the guys. Thanks, guys. That was a lot of fun. (laughs) (laughs) That That was a ton of fun. And to do it, so far from home in front of so many Cougar fans. You know, I hope folks um, will never take it for granted. Uh, and you know, I, I, I know you won't either. It's a big number, and it must take people by surprise when they see just how well BYU travels. Yeah, and I, I mean, looking at it, I was talking to Coach Pruitt before the game. He was impressed with the amount of fans that we had show up, and they were all over the place, and, and uh, they were loud. So uh, I'm just glad they were get, able to get the win for them. Um, our players uh, thanked them. We sang the fight song twice. We sang it at one end, zone, one part of the uh, of the field where our fans were, and then up in the second level, we sang on uh, towards the end before we walked out because there are a lot of fans there too, and um, just so thankful that we have the support that we that, that our fans give us and our the love that they give us, and you could hear them screaming during the game. It was it was a uh, it was so contagious for our players. The energy was awesome. Well, well done to you and the boys for creating such a great memory, another great memory uh, among all the other great memories for Cougar Nation. Coach, I I was impressed by this was an overall team effort. A guy in Micah Simon, you know, shows out with the big play. Tyson Williams kind of a coming out party. I think about your defense, and there were times when there were some pretty big running lanes for their backs who were good players, and you were platooning. It was almost like a hockey game. You were platooning, doing complete line changes, was that part of the preparation this week that basically we got to have 40 guys with all hands on deck because you never know who's going to ha- be needed to contribute in a big spot? Yeah, we felt like the first game against Utah, we were just kind of gassed out, you know, towards the end and, and hard because we, we went through a lot of long drives and um, we just didn't want to be in that position again. So we, we, we did it early. We rotated quite early in the first drive. I think that was like a 13, 16 play drive. I can't remember exactly how many plays we used two timeouts in that I think maybe um, I can't remember it just seemed so long that first drive that they had and and unfortunate for us we tipped the ball and they scored a touchdown on it and you know it, I was telling Kavika hey this, you're it means you're in the right spot let's just make the play next time and and he did later in the second half got a pick and so our guys are just resilient they kept playing hard and 
I have to say that, that they just had a lot of fun tonight. It, it was good to see our guys smiling, enjoying it. Nobody was pressed. It was kind of weird, you know. Uh, the game was, we're running out of time, and, and um, even towards the end, we'll be, uh, I think there's a minute left, and they punted to us, and, and um, I, I'm just thankful we were able to make that play because, uh, uh, you know, Micah, they, they've seen it earlier and um, from up, up in the booth, and... Um, that, that just Micah, um, Matt Bushman demands so much attention. They did a good job at taking him away, and I think he only had a couple catches. But that uh, because they sunk on him and, and bracketed him a little bit more, and he he drew their attention. That, that that's what sprung um, Micah open for that. And then we just needed some time for for Zach to see it. And luckily, our offensive line were able to give him that time. Kalani, you guys were uh, down double digits at halftime with minus four rushing yards. You came out in the second half, stayed with it, ran for a buck 21 after halftime, and ended up taking it all the way to two overtimes and, and winning it the way you did with a comeback yet again. What did you guys want to get done? What got done? And how important was it to keep um, maybe the spirits up or the attitude up down like you were at the break? Well, it's a long game. You know, we, we, we didn't do as well as we wanted in 30 minutes, the first 30 minutes. And um, we just kept telling our O-line to just keep keep blocking and staying on it. We'll break some tackles in the second half. And, and that's what happened. You know, our, our guys stuck with it. We'd stay the course. We didn't just abandon the run altogether. I think being able to stick with the run allowed us to get some of those RPO throws and some of those play-action fakes and, and, and have the linebackers sink up a little bit. I think we scored a touchdown on, on one of those where they, they thought it was going to be a run, you know, and it's because we had that presence. I'm thankful that Coach Grimes stuck with it. I'm thankful they stuck with their game plan and they stayed aggressive. The reverse was something that I wasn't expecting, and there it is, and it popped, and it's something that they saw, and, and uh, they worked really well. I was really pleased with the offensive staff and the way they stuck with, the, with their guns and tried to develop an identity in the second half. What I'd like to see is us uh, implement that in the beginning and do it throughout, you know. So, But uh, I think you have to give a lot of credit to Tennessee. Those guys had a great game plan, and, and they did some good things defensively took Matt Bushman out of the mix a little bit and, and uh, we're able to you know get up there and stuff the run up and, and cause uh, uh, havoc and get get to our quarterback but I, I credit our offensive guys sticking with it and and our punter being able to flip the field for us you know that that was big for uh, also for Danny to step in there and kick some punts and, and, and pin them deep and and for uh, Jake to flip the field and, and have some monster punts that's something that we really needed and it was just a, all three phases played really well, and I'm just glad that we were able to get this win. That's what it takes to do it. And Jake, uh, as Riley noted, four punts for 50-plus on the average. And Danny Jones, both of his punts were inside the 20. It's what you want out of that kind of punter. We'll come back. Uh, the guys have to get out of town, but uh, before Kalani does, some closing comments from the coach coming up next. This is the Cougar postgame coaches show from Neyland Stadium in Knoxville on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to the Cougar Post Game Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now, back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. BYU 29, Tennessee 26 in double overtime. Kalani Sitake now 2-0 in OT, both wins in double OT, both wins over SEC teams. So it's 2nd uh, and 18, under a minute to go at your own 8-yard line. Zach runs for 12, now it's 3rd and 6, your own 20-yard line. More times off the clock, and then 64 yards to Micah Simon. You, you're happy for all your guys, but I know you have a special place in your heart for the senior Micah Simon, don't you? I do, and uh, Micah's been here. You know, when we first showed up, uh, we redshirted him and, um, uh, you know, just asked him to work hard and, and be a leader for us, and he's been he's put a lot of time 
um, not just in football, but service and doing charity work for others and making others' lives better. And I'm just so thankful that he's been able to bring, carry that over and have such great leadership for our team. Things that he does, it's just there's, there's so many things that these guys do as players that I don't think a lot of people know about. And um, just thankful that they think of others before they think of themselves. And it's been, it's been an honor just to watch him play. Coach, absolute clean bill of health when it comes to turnovers. I'm pretty convinced with the team you got this year and really the program that you've built in your time at BYU, if you guys can play clean football and not give the ball up um, by turning it over, you're going to be in a position to, you know, at the end of every game, no matter who the opponent is. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, I I think that, you know, they sacked us, I think, four times, and um, that's okay. That's that's better than throwing the ball to as them. As much and as an ego hit as yes. it is to the, to a quarterback and an athletic <laughs> one like Zach, right? Especially when you have the punters that we have and Danny Jones and, and, and Jake Olderoyd. You know, we can flip the field and, 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 and get the ball back early, uh, closer to the, to the end zone for him. And so I, I love the fact that Zach was really mindful of his throws. There are some sacks that he took that – that you just and there, there's no one open downfield. He threw the ball away a little bit. He made some good decisions. I think the pressure that got there, you have to give Tennessee credit. They made some plays, you know. And we were able to get a turnover, and uh, Kavika got a pick. But we also stuffed them on fourth down, which to me are turnovers as well. And uh, I love the way our defense played. We gave up a lot of big yardage in the run game and all that. We'll get that shored up. And I think uh, you know, looking at at what Utah was able to do in the run game and what Tennessee's going to do, we can only expect USC to, to try to do the same. So. Uh, we have to get those things figured out. But I'm glad that all the guys were, that were on the field made plays. We had a lot of guys tackling and contributing to our success. It wasn't just the 11 starters that started the game. We needed a uh, full two deep. And we came out of this game pretty healthy as well. So I, I love the fact that our guys are being mindful of their health and their nu- and, uh, nutrition and be able to get better. So I, I'm loving the fact that our guys are working hard and believing in each other and taking care of themselves. Just like last year, BYU lost a home opener, went on the road into a P5, tough place to play, historic venue, came out with a win. You did it again tonight, Kalani. Last 30 seconds are yours for closing comments for us, Cougar Nation, your guys, whatever. Just thankful to the fans, um, fans that came here. And I know there's a lot of fans back home that watched us all over the world. And I uh, hope they know how much our players love them. And, um, you know, I'm a fan myself, so I just loving, loving what we did uh, this weekend. And we're going to keep working. Uh, we were able to pull this win off on the road. But, you know, now we need to build off of what we did and, and make sure that we're ready for the home game at Lavelle Edwards Stadium against USC next week. You gave us a thrilling night, uh, you and the boys. Kalani, congrats once again. We'll see you back in town. Go Cougs. Thanks, guys. Go Cougs. All right, that is the head coach of the BYU Cougars, Kalani Sitake. We've got Cougar Nation now coming up next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to BYU Dining's Cougar Nation now. BYU Dining, a classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Be a part of the show by emailing your questions to CougarNationNow at BYU.edu or tweet your questions using the hashtag BYUCNN. Let's head live at the Mo Betta's broadcast booth and join Riley Nelson, Mitchell Jurgens, and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Cougar Nation now brought to you by BYU Dining and the BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Well, Matthew McConaughey said it would happen. You know, I trust the big man. I do. I do trust him. And uh, he, uh, of, of College Game Day's crew, there was one guy picking BYU. That was Matthew McConaughey, professor of English, I think, at the uh, University of Texas. Yeah, you wish his team would have delivered a little bit better for him. LSU got the better of his Longhorns. But, hey, at least the Cougars 
you know, we're all right, all right, all right. I was with say, Matthew McConaughey. It has to happen that way. All right. Uh, welcome to the program. Uh, we'll be taking your tweets, and uh, if you have some emails, we'll even go uh, uh, old school for that as well. Uh, hashtag BYUCNN on Twitter. Hashtag BYUCNN for Cougar Nation. Now, we're taking your tweets. Hashtag BYUCNN. And uh, you can email Cougar Nation now. That's one word with uh, two ends between nation and now. Cougar Nation now at BYU.edu. Before we get to all that, let's uh, hear a little bit from uh, a little bit more from Jeremy Pruitt, head coach of the uh, Tennessee Volunteers. We heard his live postgame comments earlier in the postgame, uh, but there were more uh, comments, and let's hear a few of them uh, chatting about uh, his team's 29-26 double overtime loss to BYU here tonight in Neyland. Uh, Tennessee is 0-2 for the first time since 1988. Uh, coach Pruitt from a short time ago, courtesy of intern Max. Max Clark, thanks for this. We had chances, two chances. Uh, to put the game away, and we didn't, you know. Had to punt. If we can run the football and run the game out, the game's over with, right? Uh, and we didn't do that. Um, we didn't throw the ball there on third down because based off their timeouts, it, it didn't make a whole lot of sense. But, you know, you try to play to win the game there, uh, and we didn't, we didn't get that done. I look at it on offense, you know. There's lots of things. We turn the ball over. They get the ball in the red area. We missed a couple opportunities right there before half. Um uh, there's two fourth and ones we don't get, um, you know, and, and we have two opportunities to to end the game, situational football, uh, that we didn't take advantage of it. Um, defensively, um, you know, we they're on third and five right there. They ran the ball. We called a call that you think is good for the runs on third and six. Um, got a guy that's got the back. They don't block him, and we don't put a hand on him. So, um Guy runs for, I don't know, 18 yards for a touchdown there. Um, and then, you know, they, they got a, a couple on us there, little RPOs there in the second half. Uh, we missed a, missed a few um, uh, fits uh, and probably uh, had some linebackers and defensive backs that got tired in the game. Uh, we're, you know, especially inside linebackers, you know. We have very few guys at that position. You know, Jeremy Banks moved over there, but – uh, still is um, a little bit away from knowing exactly what to do. So we went with Will Ignat the entire game to uh, really because he knows what to do. Last few, Wes, Jesse, Austin. There are situations like that where BYU kind of forces overtime. Those can obviously be really deflating situations. How do you feel like your guys responded to that with the focus? Did they get it focused back in pretty quickly? Well, that's why I called them out there on the field to make sure that we did. Um, you know, we're, we're in a, we're in a good call down there. They, they run an RPO and, um, we're playing inside coverage and we get beat inside on a slant route. You know, it's what they do. They get three by one, uh, at run zone, run hitches to the field, run slant to the X. Uh, if you watch the film, they probably done it 25 times in this game. So they done it down there. We know what plays coming. Got to be able to play the plays. Um, but I thought our offense responded and scored there, uh, which was really good. Um, you know, but having to uh, settle for a field goal there, and then um, I mean the last the last uh, couple of plays there were, were basically they just willed theirself there. In my in my opinion, I mean we're calling flex cover one. Uh, we got more than they can block, uh, and they run the ball for. I don't know, five yards, six yards, whatever it was, 12 yards. So uh, I don't know. I'll have to see that on tape. But that wasn't, that wasn't a good finish to the game. 
Jesse. Jeremy, you talked a lot in the last couple of weeks about you know wanting to see how this team handles adversity. What, what was kind of your message to the guys in the locker room after what just happened? Well. You know, there, well, first of all, we had a lot of guys at fault now. A lot of guys at fault, okay, that played really, really hard. Uh, but the bottom line is, is there's a couple of errors that we made in the game, all right, that you can't do, okay? You can't do. People don't, I mean, you just, you just don't do. We made a couple of those errors in the game. Um, and it's, it's, it's tough to win against anybody when you make errors like that. So, uh, it's tough for everybody, tough pill for everybody to swallow. Um, everybody worked hard this week, responded the right way. Um, then we got to go back and do the same thing this next week. Final question, Austin. Coach, a, a lot of the games that they play there have been a regulation. Did you feel like you had rattled in overtime? I know you the score there, too. Did, did you say anything when you talked to him that made you think he was affected a little bit by the big play? Well, he should have been rattled after I got on to him. I mean, come on, Austin, it's second and, you know, there's 75 yards to go there. Just got to use a little common sense, and he'll learn from it, and we'll get better from it. Thank you, Coach. All right, that is uh, Jeremy Pruitt, head coach of the Tennessee Volunteers, who fall to 0-2 on the year in most dramatic fashion. This is BYU Creamery Cougar Nation now, brought to you by BYU Creamery and BYU Dining, hashtag BYUCNN on Twitter. Also, Cougar Nation now at BYU.edu with the old school email. We'll take your comments for Riley and me when Mitch Jurgens gets up here for Mitch 2. This is BYU football, Cougars 29 and Vols 26 at historic Neyland Stadium. And double overtime on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to Cougar Nation Now on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's your host, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. We are back from Neyland Stadium where the fifth largest crowd officially ever to see a BYU football game, 92,475, sees BYU come away with a double overtime win, 29-26, in front of thousands of blue-clad BYU fans. It was something to see. Greg Rubel, Riley Nelson, Mitchell Juergens, all here in the broadcast booth in Knoxville. Great to have you with us. So many great comments to get to on Twitter and the email, hashtag BYUCNN on Twitter, hashtag BYUCNN for Cougar Nation now. And on the email, it's CougarNationNow at BYU.edu. We start with an email from Bryant Walker who says, In my nearly four years of being a Cougar fan, this has got to be one of the most dramatic games I've listened to. So proud of the guys, especially in a loud stadium where it was hard to hear anything. I was listening on the radio. And this was probably one of the loudest crowds I've ever heard. Congrats to Riley for his first win as a BYU broadcaster. Well, thank you. I didn't do much. You did a lot of the heavy lifting as far as the broadcast goes, and of course the boys did all the work on the field, but what a special game to be a part of and to be here and witness it live, and for all the you know probably 10,000-plus Cougar fans that were here, this will be a memory that I think won't, uh, it won't fade in, in many minds. So BYU's down 16-13 to 13 and facing a first and 18 at its own 8-yard line with under a minute to play, and at that point... The ESPN game cast win probability for Tennessee was what, Riley? 99.9%. <laughs> it ain't over till the fat lady sings. And four plays later, Jake the Makes on the field. We're going to overtime just that quickly. What's interesting about when him lining up for the field goal, they still had the win probability at 61.8%. So the, the probability predictor obviously doesn't know 
Jake to make. Nor, how, nor does it know what's going to happen in overtime because you know, all you're doing is tying it at that point. Right. But uh, uh, Dan Horn on the Twitter says, I still can't believe what I just saw. Unbelievable play by Zach Wilson and Mike Assignment. And as Zach's making the throw, of course, my, I immediately try and anticipate where the ball's going to go. I look downfield. We see the same thing. Micah's running free. I mean, Jeremy Pruitt talked a lot about the postgame, but Micah is open down the field when all, when all they can do is hope to complete a big pass at that point. Yeah, Coach said that thanks to Matt Bushman, who had a relatively quiet night, only two catches, big catch in the first half, but he drew both the attention of the corner and the safety, and boy, if you're Micah, great, leave me open. I'll, I'll hurt you, I'll make you pay, and, and he did. Mitchell, where were you when that uh, ball was in the air? So I was actually, um, so I was on the sideline, obviously, um, but I was, I was away from the play. So, the, you know, I was, I was close to Zach when he threw it, and, you know, I, I, I saw the play coming down. My, my heart was escalating, my heart rate, when I just saw that time ticking down, right? So Zach, I mean, he, he couldn't get out of bounds, didn't want to throw it away, and you see that time just, you know, It felt like almost 20 down. seconds went off between plays. It was, I mean, it was, that's what got my heart rate up. And so when he dropped back and, and threw that ball, I thought, I mean, he had to throw it deep, right? Because, I mean, you, you don't have much time left, and you've got to get down to get in field goal position. And I thought it was too good to be true where you saw him just wide open. Um, what an awesome moment. I mean, you, you heard so many players. You heard Kalani talk about Micah's character, and you just plot a guy like that who's who's given everything he has to this program to see it pay off in such a big game. I mean, super proud of Micah. I got to play with him for a couple years. And, and what can I can, you say about him? I can attest to his character. I mean, I, I've always been a huge Micah Simon fan. Uh, not, not, not an LDS guy, nope. right? Comes out of the state yeah. of Texas. Uh-huh. Uh, a quarterback in high school. He's a receiver here. And it really hasn't, he hasn't had the breakout year right until this point, right? Yeah. And it, it's, it's so cool to see a guy like that who, who probably didn't grow up. I mean, he didn't, a BYU fan, right? Had some opportunities, came here, took a chance on BYU. And I, I've never seen a guy more bought into the program. Um, in all aspects, right? Academics, um, football, um, and, and supporting those around him who have such strong faiths, and he does too. I mean, it was he's just an incredible guy you want in the locker room, you want on your team, you want as a leader of this club, and, I mean, you saw it. Every single player, I, I don't think there would be one player on that team who would ever speak ill words against Micah Simon because you, can't, you just can't, especially, I mean, his, his smile says it all. He's got the widest, biggest smile out there. I mean, just, just an incredible guy. We're not saying this because he's the hero of the day tonight with, with his catches and, and the big play. He is such a nice guy with such a genuine smile and, and so just warm and open and uh, and play. He's a yes sir, no sir. He is just exactly what you'd hope uh, a guy who has a lot of success uh, t- turns out to be as a person, because that, that's really who he is. Now, Micah ends up like doubling his career highs tonight in one game. <laughs> like his previous high for catches was four. He has seven. His previous high for yards was in the sixties. He goes for one twenty-seven. His previous long was about fifty. He has a sixty-four yarder to set things up here at the end. And, and I guess what you're seeing already is, I've got to go back and double-check your stats, but he's probably the leading target guy, yeah. even with Matt Bushman on the team right now. Yeah, and I, I mean, how many of those targets or how many of his catches are for first downs? I'd love or to see that Or on third stat. down, which he's converting as exactly. well. Exactly. Yeah. I yeah. mean, he's talk about the, the improvement that he's made from last season. Not that he wasn't a guy last year, but, um, I mean, he's taken so many steps forward, um, and it's just a guy you, you can't root against. Um, and, you know, I love Micah. I love what he's done for the program, and he's going to be – I mean, he's proven through two games that he's going to be a big-time playmaker for this Cougar 
for this Cougar team, especially the offense. And you know he's gonna he's gonna win some big games. A few tweets here from uh, Ben Burt. These are kind of sequential. Uh, and we'll get both your thoughts on these. Uh, he says, the BYU staff made good adjustments during the game. Uh, when to not give up on the run game. Uh, when to target different receivers, nickel defense at times. He said, it's been a long time since we've been able to cheer like that during the ending sequence. Uh, great to see the team fight at the end and uh, the defense holding when it needed to. And speaking of the fight, the last play is the pure embodiment of fight, right? I mean, it's all about the pile pushing with legs driving and the play staying alive. And he also notes Ben Burt does on the Twitter, hashtag BYUCNN. Wilson did a great job learning, uh, check down, checking down when needed, uh, making smart plays and persistence. Do any of those words resonate with you guys? Riley, we'll start with you. Totally does. I think about where we were at nine days ago, less a week ago Thursday night, and we just kept on talking about, man, if we just didn't give the ball up, what would this game have looked like? Well, this is what it would have looked like. Come down to the end. You give high character, proven leaders on the team opportunities to make big plays. Um, and and then, like like he mentions in his tweet, an opportunity to show that fortitude and that drive. Again, I it, to me that was a that final play was a microcosm of this entire of this entire play. It started off kind of sputtery, but we kept the legs churning and eventually crossed the goal line victorious. Yeah, and and I'll you know piggyback off that, and you know the word that sticks out to me is persistence. You see these guys, you know, come out at halftime. It's it's very easy to to feel deflated after you know the lack of success they had against Utah. They come out in the first half against Tennessee, and they just can't you know get things going. They can't finish drives, which has been such a a hard hurdle to get over for BYU. And to see them bounce back and be persistent, come through. I mean, the the pile push. We're going to talk about it, you know, for for. Um, years now, right, when that game against Tennessee, it was just the exclamation point and the perfect ending to how much these guys fought, to how much these guys just wanted to win and prove to these thousands of BYU fans who came out tonight and that were supporting, you know, across the country, watching on TV, just how much they mean to them. And it, it was just an incredible experience. At Jason P, BYU on Twitter, hashtag BYUCNN. Game ball to Tyson and Jake the make, right, he says. Well, we'd, we'd say I guess the game ball needs to go to even a couple more, if not three more guys. Uh, Zach Wilson uh, hung in there and didn't make mistakes tonight. Really played a nice game. Uh, uh, Micah Simon, six for 7 for 127, and the big play at the end's got to be in the mix. So many BYU defensive players to mention. Kavika Fonua, double-digit tackles tonight, including a TFL and an INT. And the INT maybe changes the game tonight, right? BYU needed some kind of spark. And the minus one in the margin is that one turnover. That was the one giveaway in the game. And, and Kavika uh, set BYU up for Tyson's first touchdown. So Kavika's right there in the mix. Isaiah Kafusi, we said his name a lot. Austin Lee with a couple of pass breakups was a big part of it. So, um, and, even, and someone also said uh, earlier on uh, Twitter with hashtag BYUCNN, underrated hero, he said, or unsung hero tonight, Atunai Samahe. Atunai Samahe ends up with three tackles, all solos. And it's not often that, that the nose tackle gets solo stops. They're more, you know, sometimes line pluggers and they're part of a mix, a lot of assisted. T- this is a solo stop night for Atunai Samahe along with a quarterback hurry. And so I, I guess I kind of copped out on the game ball because I gave it to like 19 <laughs> guys just now. But it was that kind of night. Let's throw to Chaz Ayu too. I mean, he, he was a guy that, you know, I think Riley said it in the game, didn't show up on the stat sheet too much. But he was so much fun to watch, just a, a dynamic player that – um, that led to some big things for BYU. He almost came away with that big pick at the end. Um, but that just goes, I mean, he was in the right spot. 
and, and just a fighter. And I loved seeing, you know, Chaz, you get out there, feel more comfortable and, and really mature as a player tonight. And quite honestly, I think, you know, 19 game balls is the way if Kalani <laughs> were sitting up here, that's what he would do. I think he wants he's trying to build the consummate team right where no one individual is bigger than the team every week whoever is you know has that big contributing uh, effort that we all focus on is a different guy and that is what builds a resilient uh, a resilient team to have a great season and that what's what builds a program for success over the long run and not to just have a great year here and there hashtag BYUCNN on Twitter or on email, CougarNationNow at BYU.edu. CougarNationNow, two ends in the middle of that long word, CougarNationNow. CougarNationNow at BYU.edu. You can email us. You can tweet us. The hashtag again for the tweets is hashtag BYUCNN. We'll take a break. When we come back, a few more words about Jake the Make and more of your comments as we continue on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. <laughs> Let's get you back to Cougar Nation now on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to Knoxville, Tennessee, Neyland Stadium. BYU comes in here for the first time ever, comes out a winner, 29-26 in double overtime. BYU now all-time 500 against the mighty SEC, against teams currently in that league, 7-7. Seven and seven. Not bad. Now a couple of these wins, uh, for example, or at least one comes back in the day when, say, Texas A&M's in a different, but still. SEC is SEC, and BYU has done well enough to be 500 against those teams. Welcome back to Cougar Nation now, BYU Creamery and Cougar Di- and BYU Dining, Cougar Nation now. Tweet us, won't you? Hashtag BYUCNN, hashtag BYUCNN, or you can email us, CougarNationNow at BYU.edu, CougarNationNow at BYU.edu. Cougars were down 16-13 to and 92 yards away from the end zone when they uh, – got downfield on just a handful of plays, setting up Jake Oldroyd for a 33-yard field goal with one second to go in the fourth quarter, getting it to OT. So Jake Oldroyd, on every kick he's taken as a Cougar inside 50 yards, has been good. PATs and field goals, he's perfect when it gets to the uprights. When it gets there, it's gone through every single time. The only miss, as we said, was a blocked field goal against UCLA from 50-plus as a freshman. So if it's makeable, he's making it. Jake the Make has earned the nickname. And as I was watching highlights of his game-winning field goal against Arizona in his first game as a Cougar, back in 2016, Kalani's first game, I noticed something about that play. Mitchell Juergens, who sits between Riley Nelson and me right now, Mitchell Juergens was somewhat involved in that play. You were his holder. I was. Take us back to that week. How much you really, well, you'd worked with him in camp. You knew a little bit more than everybody well, else. No, or just a little really, bit. everything you'll be Jake surprised. is, he owes to Mitchell. No, you'll, you'll be surprised. So coming into that game, I'm not going to lie, I had no idea who Jake was. I had never held a kick for Jake Oldroyd, and I remember coming out, so we, we, we switched kickers at halftime, right? So we go out. But he'd, but he'd, he'd been in camp he, for a little bit. He'd been in camp, so but he was, was also hunter? hurt during camp. Oh. And so there, there were times where he wasn't out there, and, you know, as, as a holder, I, I mean, I, I primarily played on the offense, so I didn't, I didn't, 
you know, I wasn't too involved with the specialists throughout practice because I had other responsibilities. Um, and so I would hold for, I think at the time it was Red Almond, um, who, who was the starting kicker that season. And so I'd really only hold kicks for Rhett. Um, I didn't know who this Jake kid was. And so I, I remember at halftime they came out and they said, hey, you know, we're, we're moving to this Jake kid. I was like, who's Jake? And they said, we want you to get some snaps with him. So we go out at halftime uh, just to, you know, get a feel for, you know, I had to ask him in that moment, like, hey, how do you like the ball? You like it tilted this way? How, you know, how much tilt? And, and so it was really interesting. So hold on. How, how did he answer that? I, I have no idea. Because the dude is like flatline. <laughs> he probably, I like, I imagine him saying, I don't know, just put it upright. I think, well, no, and I, I think, honestly, that's how the conversation went. I think he just said, look, just put the ball down and I'll kick it. I'll, yeah. I'll kick it through the uprights, He just right? doesn't seem to care. And, and it, but, but that was Jake. He had these green shoes on. I was like, who, who wears green shoes to a BYU <laughs> game, right? And, and I mean, it was it's Jake the make from there and made a name for himself. Everyone, I, I think after that, I mean, he was he was trending on Twitter and, um, how, how I, I was think, the snap? How, how do you see the snap on the on, on the kick? By the way, to beat Arizona, I think the snap was great. Okay, snap was great. Put it but down. The hold was better. I think the hold was great. Laces were out. <laughs> Laces were out. Ball was not spinning, and he put it through the uprights. And uh, he's just kept making kicks ever since, right? Yeah, he's. I mean, he's incredible. He's got one of the things I was most impressed with this camp is there's a video that went, um, you know, that went viral. I don't know how viral, but he he the had no a standing kick? the no warm up kick. He he yeah. had no, no run up walk I mean. through. Yeah, and it was like a 42, 43 yard field goal. Standing, just standing there, and I mean, the guy's got a leg. And but more than that, I mean, he's an accurate kicker, and that's what you need. You need guys that can put the ball through the uprights in big situations, and there wasn't a bigger situation than tonight. So the 33-yard field goal that ties it to put it in overtime, I call the snap, the hold, the kick. I'm waiting for, like, the officials to signal, and, like, the ball's barely off his foot, and Riley's already called it money. <laughs> no, no, like, Riley had, like, Riley has the call money, and it was money. Like, I'm waiting, waiting. Yeah. Now, Riley already had it. So, Riley calls money. That's a good kick, and it was good enough to get BYU into overtime where they win it. It was that kind of night. Um, Jared Hokinson on Twitter, hashtag BYUCNN, says, My favorite away game I've ever been to. I knew we were going to win, he says, when the players were dancing around on that last drive in regulation like they were at the beginning of the fourth quarter last year of the Wisconsin game, yeah. where it was a really good vibe. This wasn't the same situation necessarily, but there was a good feeling. And ultimately, the good feelings uh, persist all the way into double OT when uh, Tyson Williams just kept on pushing the legs with a pile to the end zone. And BYU evens the season record at 1-1 uh, one one after a really tough way to open the year against Utah. What a bounce back and what a comeback by this BYU team. A lot of reasons for a Cougar Nation uh, to feel proud. Uh, Kyle Day on the Twitter says, uh, how can BYU figure out a way to get uh, uh, Tyson Williams like 25 touches a game? He's a stud, says Kyle. And let's say this. I think we all wanted more than, than, than the seven rushes maybe he had last week. And, and there were a, a couple of um, – there was at least one reception for Tyson. So he had eight touches last week. Okay? I think we all wanted more than the eight. Uh, and he got more than twice more than that tonight. So let's say that BYU did what, BYU, what, what fans hoped they would do. He got 20 touches tonight. 20 touches for 100 yards and two touchdowns. If Tyson's getting 20 for 102, now granted that, that includes rushes and receptions, that's, that's a pretty good place to go from game one to game two. He's a stud. That, that guy's right. He is a stud. Yeah. It, it was um, it was marginal improvement only because we didn't increase the volume of plays. We talked in the pregame. 55 to 60. To 60. I mean, so Including overtime, right? We're, we're getting there. It, it include, yeah, in a 2 OT game to only run 60 plays is uh, is is relatively low. So, um, 
We'll, I think we'll get there. I, I think we're still figuring out. I, heck, there was a couple snaps off Zach's chest. We, they mentioned the noise and getting in and out of huddles. I, it was just a tough environment, and I think today it was just surviving that, which they did. And I expect the volume of plays to increase and the, the number of touches for Tyson and other you know players like Matt Bushman, who was held relatively quiet today. As the volume of plays increase, as they get more comfortable communicating, getting in and out of the huddle and, and running those plays, I think we'll see all of these playmakers get more opportunities to shine. At Sota Coog on Twitter, hashtag BYUCNN, he asks, how big was Hifo's fumble recovery deep in BYU's own zone on the mistimed snap when the, uh, when the snap hit the fly sweeper and yet it was recovered? Boy, oh boy, that was just, that could have, this game was almost like waiting for that moment of, oh, here we go again for both of these schools. And it, luckily for BYU, Kavika, I feel like that happened for Tennessee when Kavika Fanua picked off the ball in the first drive of the second half. That's when the doubt started to creep back into Tennessee, and it could have happened on that play when the ball was uh, bounced off Aleva's hip. Luckily, he was there to cover it up. Zach was on top to cover it up with him, so no one could. could and Zach do also it. shoved the dude out of the way. I think at uh, the same knocked, time he, he, he knocked him hard. Him. Yeah, That's yeah. Give so, him a pancake well, in that call. Well, well, thank goodness because that could have been the here we go again moment from BYU. But they avoided it. They can. They kept their. You know, we've t- talked about a couple times mentioned in the post game the clean play, and uh, yeah. So great, great pointing that out. So uh, another thought from, that we'll get you to respond to, maybe both of you, but um, uh, Tyler Hurst on on Twitter. Talking about Zach's progress in learning to take a sack, uh, which was maybe what was needed most from one week to the next. Very impressive, says Tyler. Um, Riley, just some more about that. You talked, you, you even talked about with Kalani the phrase ego hit. Like a quarterback doesn't necessarily want to take a sack? No, especially if you're one who, you know, kind of like I did. I, I kind of saw myself as an athlete, right? I'm, I'm, I got quick feet. I've got good acceleration. These big 300-pounders, well, yeah, if they get their mitts on me, but i I'm, I got to make it hard on them to not even do it. And sometimes you would even get in troubles of fighting, um, fighting through. You know, even when a guy does get your jersey, you're fighting to do this and you're trying to complete balls, and it's – to live to play another day is a very hard thing, and especially for a young player like Zach, who I realize he's a sophomore, but he's still only in his ninth game. He's still only in his ninth game. He's nine games removed from. I, I think he's. I think he's in his. I think he played his eleventh game, but oh, his ninth is a starter. Ninth start. Okay, yeah. great. Thank you. So ninth start. He's only nine starts removed from playing in Corner Canyon, which I don't know if any of either of you two got to see him play. He did whatever he wanted. He was a far superior athlete. Well, when you get on the field in a play on the field in a place like this, you're not, and so you have to put your ego in the back seat, and you have to put the team in front, and you have to. Literally, it's happening in split seconds, but you're thinking in your mind, man, I can still get out of this, but instead I'm going to eat it. I'm going to you know, go down without risking turning the ball over, and we'll live to play another day. It showed great maturation. That was one of my keys for Zach in the pregame was to show learning, growth, and progress, and boy, did he ever. You see it tonight too, Mitch? Yeah, and I mean, just to add to that, very smart decisions in terms of you know knowing when to take a sack. We talked about that. But even then, I mean, with that said, he still – got away from some plays. He knew, he knew when to when to stretch him out, when to um you know flip it and switch gears, change directions to to keep a play alive and so it was I mean it was impressive um the the the, the maturing that he did in this game um and it's 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 just skyrocketing um as as he goes from game to game and you know so I'm excited to see what he's going to look like 
you know, six, seven games into the season and, and where he, he just gets more and more experience under his belt. This is a big change from high school to college. Um, and so it's, I mean, it's impressive what he's done so far. I, Sorry, go ahead, Riley. I was just going to fo- follow that up with uh, another reason why I like his smart decision-making, and we talk about taking a sack. It will keep you talk about six and seven games. And in recent history, maybe not so recent because it's spanned back quite a few years, BYU has had trouble keeping the starting quarterback healthy over the length of the season. And if he plays like he does tonight, I think the probability of him accomplishing that and starting all 12, hopefully 13 games, is a lot higher than if he's out there playing a little bit reckless. Uh, email coming in. Uh, Cougar Nation now at BYU.edu from Ken Bateman who says, I was listening to the game in Kazakhstan. Now I'm off to church. But how about that offensive line, he says. Uh, Riley, to you on that one. Yeah, it was tremendous. Uh, I talked about, I started to see it about halfway through the third quarter. They were reestablishing the line of scrimmage on Tennessee's side of the ball and getting that surge. Tennessee did a pretty good job filling the gaps, getting a helmet on a helmet. uh, And so Tyson did a lot of good patient running and and by that I mean he did not have clear running lanes to get there and he talked about it in our interview in Mitchell's interview with him uh, in that case you take what the defense gives you or you take what your offensive line gives you when they're pushing the defensive line back three and four yards down the field and that helped BYU get ahead of the sticks being second and seven second and six and not put ourselves in those situations Kalani mentioned this he didn't feel at any time where the players pressing well they did a good job avoiding situations in which you would naturally feel to press like second and longs or third and longs and the offensive line deserves a lot of credit for that and on that note uh on the pressing when all those seconds rolled off between that seth uh first down play or the second down play and the third down play in the final minute that's almost the situation where if somebody's a little too frazzled something bad happens a false start a bad and it seemed like even though time was a factor they ran the play they actually wanted to run, and they actually took their time. It felt, they felt controlled, let's put it that way. I was kind of stressing too much time, too much time. They were cool. They make a big play on it, mind you. But it was another moment where I thought there was composure needed, and they had it. Well, and the big thing there that I noticed is they all knew what to do. And that when when you look at a play like that and, and you start to see guys get frazzled in and, and that kind of moment, it's because... They don't, you know, they're not aware of the situation. They're not aware of the clock and what their purpose is for that drive and that play. But they all knew. They knew where they were. They knew the clock was going down. But that didn't, you know, it. They just had to make do with what was happening, and they did. And so, um, everyone was aware of the situation. And, and you talk about awareness in a game, and it's key. You look at big plays. You look at penalties. If you're aware, if you understand, that's that's what's so great about the mental aspect of football. Is you watch film, you you study the game, you study scenarios, you practice those in practice. You do two minute drills. You do these four minute drives, and and you practice all those situations. And so when these come. You know, I, I know that they've practiced that situation, so they knew exactly what to do. Um, so you just love to see them execute and do it exactly how they probably you know, have done it in practice. As we head to break, uh, this note, I began seeing tweets like uh, this one that said, and I'm not going to name the person, but it said, uh, it, has Zach Daw been uh, talked to by the track team about throwing discus? I'm like, well, that's kind of a weird – and then – I see the viral videos start making the rounds. I didn't notice it when it happened, but Zach Daw took a through, uh, took a shoe, and gave it a chuck earlier tonight. And uh, and and uh, at Eric Nielsen UT says very upset that we're not talking more about Daw's shoe throw. What kind of distance did it get? <laughs> did it hit anyone? These are the things we need to know. And let's just say, having seen the video a few times, that was crazy. It was kind of funny, very impressive. 
Tennessee was like, what's up with this guy? Do you see what just happened here? Uh, Zach Daw threw a shoe. That happened tonight. <laughs> Very smart because the player whose shoe that was, and it was a Tennessee player's <laughs> shoe, has to run over and get There's no chance he's playing the next play. Whereas if you let it sit there in the pile or you hand it to him, then you know he can maybe sneak it back on. So very smart, heady play by Zach Daw. He's he's been, always been known for his intelligence as well as his shoe hucking ability. So we're not going to sweat the sportsmanlike angle here, are we? We're going to say that was just fun. Uh, to me, that is as sportsmanlike, <laughs> but sportsman in the sense that he was using every advantage within the rules. There you go. To game. It was very sporting. Yes, yeah, yeah, sporting. Yeah, yeah, there you yeah. go. Yes. What's actually funny is I was I was down on the sideline and early in the game there was actually a Tennessee security guard who came up to me because there was a play. I think it was a kickoff. And, and one of the Tennessee's players' mouthpieces fell out of his mouth. And I think it was, who was it? I think it was Kyle Griffiths. He picked up the mouthpiece, tapped the guy on the shoulder, and said, hey, here's your mouthpiece. Oh. And, and the security guard, he came up to me and he said, man, you know, I've, I've, been, um, I, I've been watching football for, for years and years here in the stadium, and I've never met a more classier team than BYU. I don't know what he's going to say after that throw. But, <laughs> uh, um, but I, I mean, I thought that was a big compliment. Um, and I just thought it was funny to we, see, you know, I wonder if, if he sees this video from Zach. I'm sure he'll get a kick out of it. Uh, it was just as, kind, of, it's kind of a light moment. Again, this, yeah. this, is, not a, this, is, this is not a game-changing <laughs> moment here. This didn't prevent somebody from scoring a touchdown. It was just yeah. kind of a funny little moment. Perhaps to maintain that reputation you speak of, who know, we need some investigative reporting into this. Perhaps the cleat was damaged or torn, and so Zach was getting it to the sideline right. so, so that he could then get a replacement right. and a shoe that actually worked. It was, a, it was a defunct shoe, and Zach was aiding this player and getting back on the field quick. Quicker. Who knows? Love it. By the way, shout out to uh, Jerem Jordan, who uh, does uh, tweet out a pick tonight of Mitch Matthews. We, we knew Mitch was in the house. Okay, Mitch Matthews was here tonight, ran out a flag tonight, so Mitch was here. But it's that, it's that last minute, last play kind of game-ending magic that uh, Mitch brings to the equation here tonight. <laughs> the other Mitch. We have a Mitchell Juergens. There was Mitch Matthews. They were both involved in pretty memorable plays, by the way, to win games for BYU a few seasons back. As we all know, it was that kind of night for BYU. All right, as we head to break, Let's give you our inside scoop trivia question for two half gallons of famous BYU Creamery ice cream. And uh, we will get uh, details from you, whoever the winner is. And you can either email or tweet, but we'll try and take the first one we see come in uh, on the timestamp, if you will. So uh, you're going to use hashtag BYUCNN or email to CougarNationNow at BYU.edu for two half gallons of famous Creamery ice cream, which reminds me I need to get last week's winner uh, the ice cream info. And I didn't do that during the week. I got, I got distracted. I'm on that. I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm on it. All right. Question. Uh, Kalani Satake is now 2-0 and in overtime games tonight. And which other opponent was defeated by BYU in overtime to make Kalani 2-0 and in overtime games? That's your question. The answer. And a big winner coming up on BYU Creamery, Cougar Nation Now, on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to Cougar Nation Now on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's your host, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. It is after midnight here in Knoxville. And you know what? Broadcasting after midnight tonight was a lot more fun than broadcasting after midnight nine days ago. I'll tell you that right now. Boy, was it ever. But, you know, our body clock is back on mountain time, so it's really only 9.45. The night is young. We're still going to go find a restaurant that's open somewhere (laughs) at the end of this. Hey, uh, it's time for BYU Creamery Cougar Nation Now Inside Scoop Trivia brought to you by BYU Creamery and BYU Dining. Hey, it's the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today, and it is for 
two half gallons of famous creamery ice cream that we presented this question. Uh, Kalani Sitake now being 2-0 and in overtime games. Tennessee tonight. Who's the other uh, team that BYU beat to make Kalani 2-0 and in overtime games? Many correct answers to this, both on the Twitter, hashtag BYUCNN, and via the email at CougarNationNow at BYU.edu. But getting in just under the wire ahead of everybody else was Melissa Peterson. So shout out to Melissa. Well done, Melissa. And, and her, answer, her answer had to be, Mitch, what? Mississippi State. Mississippi State. In 2016, in Kalani's first overtime game, and only other overtime game, it was an SEC opponent. And BYU in double overtime, won it by a score of 28-21, 29-26 here. So Kalani's perfect in not only overtime games, but overtime SEC games, as BYU won then and wins again tonight. So that is your winner, Melissa Peterson, and I will promise, I do promise, to get details from you and get those uh, two half gallons of famous creamery ice cream into uh, your hands as soon as possible. Well, fun night tonight, and um, uh, it was it was somber at certain times. Looked kind of you know kind of shaky, down thirteen to three, but uh, what a great second half, in particular fourth quarter, and of course the overtime. You can't ask for much more. It seemed like BYU really got going, uh, uh, and 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 in overtime, I, I almost had no doubt they were going to score a touchdown once they held Mississippi State, or rather once they held Tennessee to that field goal. I thought, you know what, it's going to happen. No question, and we mentioned many times throughout the broadcast the the sea well i guess patches but uh, there was a lot of blue out there in the sea of blue and and one of the things and i don't know if those that were out there could really get a feel for it but how quiet the stadium got how many of the people in orange shirts sat down yet mitch mitchell you were right down there by them the people in blue were on their feet and making noise and it was palpable the energy that was coming from the fan base out there yeah it was incredible um Ever since you know the last, we talk about the last couple seconds, the big the big pass to Micah Simon, you you go you look at the overtime drives that BYU had, and they didn't just score; they scored quick and they it was efficient. And so when they got the ball back, they held Tennessee to the field goal. I think a lot of people knew this is it; they're not going to be stopped. The confidence level is 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 as high as it'll ever be right now. And it showed. I mean, they were the physical team. They they played four quarters plus overtimes and, and just got stronger with each play. And, and that was just very, very, very impressive uh, with what they were able to do. We have a, a Twitter a tweet coming in from Greg Welch tonight. And Greg's, uh, I call him a friend of the program. We're going to get to Greg's thoughts in a second uh, after I tell you that Val out in Mililani, Hawaii, uh, who's uh, another friend of the program, has emailed in saying, Aloha, Greg, and welcome aboard Riley. And, and he's, also, he's also implying that, that you're greeted as well, Mitch, I think. I'm sure. <laughs> Thank you. Always a strong implication. Mahalo. So, and he says, mahalo, Val does, mahalo for the play-by-play. He says, I flew out to Provo last week on a red eye to watch the season opener against Utah. That one hurt. It was a long ride back home. Makes today's victory feel even better. The team stayed poised throughout the game. So happy for the team on this come-from-behind victory. And a little more about that. It was tough to have to deal with what BYU dealt with against Utah to then go on the road two time zones away and find a way to do what BYU did tonight. So uh, I just want to give a special uh, a bit of extra credit for the bounce back uh, because both teams were in a similar spot tonight, right? Tennessee was as motivated as BYU to put last week in the rear view, and it seemed that uh, at BYU uh, you know, did just that much more uh, to get this one done tonight. And, and so for that, I think BYU and its fans can be very, very proud. And that was a half of a cougar growl, because we're going to get to more of that in a second here, which will get me to Greg's uh, tweet. 
But go ahead. Any thoughts on that, on the comeback from Utah? Coming back from Utah to do what they did tonight. Yeah, it was just, you know, this this is what we want to see. And, and, and this is what BYU is all about. I mean, they've they've had some tough losses over the years. And it's just incredible to see them bounce back and play the way that they did. And, and, and what's really neat about it is you see a lot of these big victories on the road. Um, and, and I think that's just it's tribute to the traveling fans that we have, the great support um, that, you know, across the country that, you know, BYU is always going to pull some fans. But, you know, I think I think BYU always loves the challenge and, and they rise to that occasion. Coming into an SEC territory, there were, you know, how many there'd be a handful of people in the country, analysts that'll that'll pick BYU if that. And I mean, it just goes to show you we apparently you know quote unquote we shouldn't have any business beating a team in the SEC because we're not up to that caliber as a program but that that's that's where BYU rises and they take that with a chip on their shoulder and say you know we're going to prove them wrong and and they've done that countless times and so to see them do it here tonight it was just impressive BYU proves you know time and time again that they can compete with anybody um they just you know as long as they're firing on all cylinders um play a good game clean game offensively defensively you know they really can they can compete with anyone by the way, I do count Matthew McConaughey as an analyst that did pick BYU today. No question. I agree. Okay. All right. I mean, all right, all right, all right. Okay, so Greg Welch, who's at, uh, at Art Director BYU on Twitter, uh, tweeted in, stuck on I-80 tonight. And by the way, we've, t- we, we've seen a lot of tweets I haven't read tonight from people who are on the road heading somewhere tonight with a 12-hour drive to Bentonville, for example, that came in. People are out there, and they're still listening, and thank you for tuning in late. So Greg says, stuck on I-80 tonight. Can you roll the game highlights one more time before you go off the air? And I was going to call an audible and have the guys back at BYU Radio play that file, but I think I have it on my iPad. And technology being what it is, I think I can hit the play button, and we can hear uh, the highlights from tonight. Are you guys down with this? What a marvel. Let's Let's do it. it. Okay, so let's do it. Here are the highlights from tonight's game, so let's just listen to them and and enjoy. Shotgun snap to Zach. Pressure from his right. Dumps it off to his left. Catch made by Katoa. And Lopini's got the first down. A 15-yard gain. Still on his feet. And drives to midfield. Pistol. Wilson trailed by Katoa. The hand flap. The turn. The handoff. The reverse. The flea flicker. Wilson throws deep. And it's caught by Bushman down to the 20-yard line. Cougars in the red zone. On the flea flicker. Wilson to Bushman. So... They put the Cougars on the board in the first quarter. It'll be a 38-yard field goal try from the right hash for Jake Oldroyd. Mitch Harris will snap. Hayden Livingston holds. Kick on its way by Oldroyd, and it is through for three, and the Cougars score in the opening quarter. It is now 7-3. Tennessee the lead. Tricks left, including Jawan Jennings, who's having a big night so far. Aaron Tannell looks his way. Goes middle, intercepted. Cougars pick it off. Kavika Fonua, 30, 25, 20. Cougars in business. He's got twins left and twins right. Snap, sack, hand off Tyson. Space to the right, 15, 10, 5. He's going in. Touchdown, Tyson Williams. Takes the handoff from Zach Williams. Tyson drives the pile for a first down and more. Tyson Williams, a 12-yard run on first and 10. Tennessee blitzes from the edge. They run against it with a super. He's got a gap. 30, 25-yard line. First down. Cougars, an 11-yard run for Emmanuel Asupa. Give him 12 to the 24. Down to 20 seconds. Wilson in the gun. BYU's 80 yards away from the end zone. 50 yards away from field goal territory. A step up by Wilson. Deep man is open. It's caught by Simon. Oh, yeah, He's baby. the 40. The Come 35, back, 30, 25, 20, 15 You got to hustle. You got to hustle. 
You got to clock it. The clock will stop. The clock will stop to move the chain. Seven seconds to go. The clock will stop. Simon was open and Wilson found him for a 33-yard field goal from the right hash to get the game to overtime. Jake Oldroyd, perfect on the year, lines it up from the right. The right-footed kicker to square the game. Snap, hold, kick on its way. It is through for three. Jake, the make, does it again. Now single wide right, Bushman two wides left. Pulls it away from Tyson, down and in, touchdown! Cougars scoring OT! Talon Shumway on the reception, and the Cougars score six on the opening possession of overtime. Twins to either side. Snap Zach, handoff Tyson to the 5 push, 4 push, 3. Push. Pile is pushing, pushing, yeah. pushing, pushing, pushing. He gets to the he's goal in. line. He's in. No signal. He's in. They mark him short, but he's touchdown, in the end touchdown. zone. Touchdown. They yeah, signal baby. touchdown. He got in, and the Cougars win. What tremendous fortitude by Tyson Williams in the offensive line. Keep the legs dry. Right. The rule that touchdown on the play is under review. Previous play is under review. Is forward progress reviewable, Greg? So that's probably what they're reviewing there. When a first down or a scoring play is involved, it'll be reviewed. Tyson drove the legs to the three. The pile kept pushing, pushing, pushing. It ends up in the end zone. They were looking to mark it short. Then an official mark touchdown. The celebration was on, and they're looking at it. The play was reviewed by replay. The ruling on the field was confirmed. It's a touchdown. The game is over. There it is. Yeah, baby. The Cougars have done it. Coming into SEC country and winning it in overtime. 29-26. Tyson with the knockout punch. So, that's how it all sounded tonight. Wow. Pretty good. The boys provided some pretty good material for the call tonight, I'd say. That was fun. That was a lot of fun to be a part of. And, uh, of course, all credit to the guys. We're just up here talking about it. But a lot to talk about tonight. And it ended uh, just the way Cougar Nation wanted it to. And, again, so much of Cougar Nation here in the building tonight. Uh, Again, wide swaths of BYU blue, thousands of fans in the stands. The Tennessee fans left rather quickly after the uh, outcome was decided. The BYU fans stuck around to uh, hang out and enjoy it with their guys. And their guys stuck around. Uh, Kalani telling us the uh, fight song was sung twice uh, post-game. And, Mitch, you were down there as a part of it for a long time. It was uh, pretty cool. Yeah, that was so fun. I mean, I was I was part of the I was down on the field for the Wisconsin win last year. Um, just an incredible moment. But you know, I think this one topped it. I don't know if if the if I just can't remember how magical that event was. You know, when BYU came away with a victory at Wisconsin. But but this one was. I mean, you had to be there to feel it, and it, it was just incredible. The the loyalty of the BYU fans, just how proud they were, how loud they got um, towards the end of the game. And and w- w- the best part about it was to see the enthusiasm from the players after they, you know, Tyson ran that ball into the end zone, how happy, excited they were. I mean, football, you know, you can say what you want about the sport, but football is fun, and and you want these players to have fun. You know, you don't play the game um, if you don't want to have a good time. And so it was so cool to see these guys just get on their feet, jump around, hug each other. A lot of guys were emotional. I mean, I mean that's the, that's the type of stuff that you love to see. Um, just an incredible atmosphere and, uh, you know, one that's going down in the memory books. Well, Stephanie, another friend of the program and a former Canadian, uh, says uh, 
She, she thanks uh, everyone that made the radio call possible tonight. So we thank you, actually. We were glad that you thank us, but we're thanking you. And she says she's excited for next week, and so are we. Uh, you all make it uh, possible for us to do what we do because you're the audience that uh, allows us to stay on the air doing it. And so we are very appreciative to Cougar Nation, and, uh, and, and your, your thanks are ours tonight. And we thank the Cougars for giving us a great game to call. So we're going to wrap it up. We're going to thank all those who tweeted in tonight, throughout the night, hashtag BYUCNN here in the postgame. Thanks to those who e- emailed us on uh, Cougar Nation Now with the uh, email address being CougarNationNow at BYU.edu. Keep that in mind. And uh, to everybody else here in the booth and on the crew, let's give a hearty thank you. Uh, back at BYU Radio in Provo, engineer Sean Fay, control board operator Tanner Rawl, uh, coordinating producer Terry South, interns Nate Slack and James Havel. Thank you all back in Provo. We will see you guys soon. And to here in Knoxville. Our broadcast engineering crew of Barry Squires and Michael Wimmer making his broadcast debut tonight, along with intern Max, Max Clark, doing a ton of good work for us. Appreciate them. Our spotter, McKay Perry. Our stats man, Ralph Sokolowski. And then that leaves just uh, the guys who talk throughout the night. That would be Mitchell Juergens. Nice job, Mitch. Thank you. Riley Nelson, win number one for you. Hopefully many more to come. Hopefully many, many more to come. And uh, we will tell you that our next broadcast is next Saturday. It's a 1.30 mountain time kick. We're on the air at 11.30 a.m. with Shep. And I forgot to mention Shep, of course. Jason Shepard, our studio host, pregame, halftime, postgame back at BYU Radio. Shep will get it kicking off with, uh, with uh, Riley at 11.30 a.m. Next week, special thanks to Mark Lyons, who came into the booth and turned the game around. I'm telling you, man, Mark came in during halftime. We began the third quarter chatting with – well, we, we ended halftime and began the third quarter chatting with Mark on the air. And it was right about then that Kavika Fonua picked off the pass and got BYU in business, and then the game kind of turned. So we're going to give uh, Mark special credit for that, for his cameo tonight. He made the trip to Tennessee with his wife, Ann. Then he came in the booth, and good things began to happen when Mark came on the air. Maybe not a coincidence. Hey, so we might have to keep that one in our back pocket. And I, I don't know if you remember, but last year – Nate Mickle made his return for Wisconsin. And that was his first year that he was off the broadcast. Nate Mickle made the, the, the appearance on the broadcast against Wisconsin, led to a victory. I don't think it's coincidence. So these broadcast crew cameos with the alumni tend to do pretty well, as it turns out. So, uh, Mark, special shout-out to you. Again, thanks to everyone. I think I got everybody. But uh, many thanks uh, to everyone. And my name is Greg Rubel uh, telling you our final score here tonight is as the clock strikes one here in Knoxville and the clock tower uh, chimes away, just yards away from the field here. My name is Greg Rubel thanking you for tuning in to BYU defeating Tennessee in Knoxville. History-making night for the Cougs. Their first ever trip here to the checkerboard. And they check out with a 29-26 double overtime win. Once again, I'm Greg Rubel saying... In the meantime and in between time, this has been Cougar Football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Good night. So long from Knoxville. You've been listening to live coverage of BYU Football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Coverage of today's game has been brought to you by Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 25 years. BYU Football is also proudly supported by Ken Garf Honda, Nissan, and Volkswagen in Orem. BYU Football is a production of BYU Athletics in association with BYU Broadcasting. Special thanks to BYU President Kevin Worthen, Vice President Matt Richardson, Athletic Director Tom Homo, and General Manager of Corporate Sponsorships Casey Stauffer. BYU Football is an exclusive presentation of the new skin, BYU Sports Network.